welcome to Spaghetti Launchers, a world-building podcast where we throw spaghetti at the wall and it's up to you what sticks. I'm Kyle. I'm Ethan. Today we will be discussing Big Ass Trees, a famous trope in many speculative fictional stories. Kyle, what's your favorite Big Ass Tree? (laughs) (laughs) You can't see the motion he did for that, but it was glorious. Um, my favorite big ass tree. I, I don't know that I have a specific favorite big ass tree. My my mind immediately goes to in um, uh, Legend of Vox Machina when they uh, repair, oh in uh, Whitestone, from. Whitestone, the, the sun tree. Yeah, the sun tree. Yeah, that's a cool ass, uh, cool big ass tree. Lothlorien. Lothlorien. Yeah, big. big. It, it's kind of a big. It, Is it? I don't know. It's, I it's, never it's read the books. forest. Um, I think it's just a forest. What's your favorite big ass tree? Ooh. Um. Honest to God, man, my favorite will be the Tree of Might from Dragon Ball Z, because most mostly because it it again it flips the trope, right? Typical big ass trees. It's like Yggdrasil, the world's tree. They're these big magical sacred things that keep people alive. And there's the big tree in Avatar, the the yeah. the blue the blue people Avatar, and it's it's their home and it's all these things. And then you have Dragon Ball Z coming in. And they're like, nope, here's this big ass tree that is so big it is going to kill your world because it needs that many resources yeah that's awesome i loved that it still sticks in my head and i went through coming up with ideas for today's episode i like reverse engineered the tree of might like three or four times yeah without even realizing it because it's so embedded in my brain and 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 that is a cool way to handle the trope there was a we talked about a big ass tree in an early episode and it was something about like the, the they were tapping the tree for water for water yeah. yeah and it was the they had to compress the wood to squeeze all the water yeah out. yeah i don't remember when we talked about that but an early was, episode it was in our was it in our forests episode probably or probably the forest episode or honestly. maybe our uh geography in the natural world it could have been that too yeah but. it was early it those are rough they're yeah. very different some good ideas in there but, yeah but and, and that we, was a big we, ass tree that was pretty cool yeah and we wouldn't blame you though if you if you, if you struggle to get through those <laughs> we so do we they're like twice as long as they needed to be a yeah, little bit anyway the trope is pretty pretty straightforward and we could probably just get into get into some noodles here. Dig it. Um, but don't take up the roots because then it'll die. Ah. All right. So, uh, give me give me that tease. Ooh. Um, what's your What's your tree? And your three words can't just be big ass tree. Well, now I need a minute. Small ass tree. Small ass tree. Um, Small bi bipolar world frame. Okay. Yeah. I cannot process what that means, so that'll be interesting. Little, little, little. I went a little bit more sci-fi on this. Yeah, one. yeah. No, no, that, that's fair. I will say, beware the wind. What? Yeah. All right. Well, I'm going first because mine's grounded in reality. So, <laughs> so my big ass tree is on a world. Uh, this world in I, a world. My big ass tree is so big. How big is it? My big ass tree is so big that it actually covers and cuts through, literally cut the roots cut through the earth, like the, okay. the entire center of the planet. And so there is a mm-hmm. big ass tree on one end and on one pole of the earth. Oh. It's so big yeah. that it 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 creates its own ecosystem yeah. basically right you know the, the 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 tree the branches provide cloud cover they gather rain under them it actually like there is a whole ecosystem in and under this tree under the canopy of this tree yeah 
on the because the tree is so big it literally cuts through the whole of the planet there is a tree there is another tree equally as big on the other side and it's the same story same ecosystem okay okay what you discover throughout the course of this story is that these two br- trees are actually the last two remaining branches and throughout the past the whole world was covered in a forest of these gigantic trees. Maybe there are only like 15 or 20 of them. Yeah. They're so big. It doesn't matter. The point is there are only two left now. And there are only two left because, as with any good self-destructive species, the people living on the planet mined them, cut them down for timber, lumber, water, water resources, hunting. Yeah. It doesn't matter. What they have learned, though... And where the problems really start to set in, the planting of agriculture and trees that actually stop erosion from occurring in on on yeah. in soil. They stop mudslides. They stop. They protect the the, yeah. the ground from rain yeah. from breaking it down. Without these trees, the storms that were sort of building up under the remaining trees started actually ripping the world apart a little bit. Mm. So the world in these gigantic chunks started breaking off, almost like mini moons and asteroid belts. So the world itself has these two big trees on the end of it, but the rest of it is pockmarked and looks almost like it's either rotting or like an eaten apple, you know, the, yeah, the yeah, image of it, right? And the rest of the world is just sort of floating around. Yeah. And so the people who are left living under the tree are figuring out, number one, how do they keep themselves safe from these moving asteroids, right? From the constant erosion of the earth. And how do they rebuild the earth using what's left of the trees? Okay, very interesting. I have no names for any of it. Yeah, don't worry about it. Um, It started from the from the vision of like the two big ass trees with then like the rest of the world kind of falling apart without them. Yeah. 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 Um, my first question, I guess is physics based so it can just be hand waved, Yeah. but the planet is no longer round. Correct. It is like an oblong shape and thus its orbit would go a little bit haywire. I'm going to leave that up to, to our audience. Yeah. Or just leave it as, it just works. It just works. <laughs> yeah. Um, Physics so, is not being affected. It is not It is not now in a different orbit. And like, you know, there isn't a different moon process. You know, it, right. it just leave it, it as it doesn't, is. It doesn't, or if you wanted it to get into that level, you could. Yeah. Depends on what level of what story you're trying to tell. Yeah. Um, and also it depends on how severe you want the situation to be. You know, obviously a world that's in the shape of an apple core is it's not great. Not great, but also a world that's a bit more pockmarked might be easier to traverse. You know, it, it's up to you. Yeah, but yeah, my, I envision hand waving the the hand waving the physics of it. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think it's really cool just that perspective of being. So I'm thinking about you have the two trees, and now they are long lost brethren. Right. Getting to each other is hard. It's one tree. Yeah, but, but, but two branches, two branches, semantics. Yes, I'm gonna refer to them as two different trees for, okay. for the sake of simplicity. Uh, okay, maybe no. Okay. All right, oh, fuck it. I'll call them branches. Uh Michelle Branch. Um, there are two different branches, and 
They are like long lost brethren. They can't get to each other. Making your way down tree. <laughs> That's a different artist. That's Michelle Branch. That's Vanessa Carlton. Fuck. Michelle, Michelle Branch, Branch. Sings, she sings everywhere. Damn You're it. Everywhere. Uh, anyway. Every so, tree to me. Um, they're branches, not trees. Um getting a getting a, like from one tree one branch to the other is yeah. so difficult now you create this um i'm imagining m- much like um the world being pulled apart while people are uh like the berlin wall being erected okay you have people who are visiting the other side whenever whenever all of a sudden there's the separation and now oh, they can't yeah. get to the other branches sure. very easily so sure. you ha- you have a like um, you have people struggling to to cross that threshold and to get over, uh, get back to, you know, to their home or whatever, and I, like however that works. Like, I, like the Shadow and Bone series did uh-huh. a really cool visualization of that. Of there's like that sea of shadow that they had to like. So bummed they canceled that series. I didn't watch season two, but I heard it was good. I watched season one. It was was it the greatest? Amazing? No, no, but it was perfectly entertaining. It was good, and, it's, and Ben mean, Barnes is great. He's creepy as fuck. Yeah, I yeah. dug it. It was a great show, but yeah. you know, whatever. Um, Netflix, gonna Netflix. Hmm. Um, they won't cancel Arcane because it's fucking great. Season two, another um, series with a big ass tree. It is a big ass tree. You're right. Fuck yeah, that's good. Yeah. Anyway, um, but that that visual of that crossing, trying to get over there, that can be really fun. That can create some story tensions. Yeah. But the I'm, I'm imagining, you know, you have the hero sitting there underneath the canopy of the tree looking out at like this post-apocalyptic wasteland in front of them yeah. but th- behind them is this pure idyllic nature mm-hmm. of this tree where th- it is an oasis right in a world that's otherwise failing and i and, the canopy. and, and my my imagination of it is especially when you're talking about like the asteroids and all this other stuff of it is like it's almost like the the sky doesn't exist out mm. there. Yeah. Like the, the atmosphere is gone. It is just, you see the blackness of space as you look oh, out of the tree. That's cool. Only in the tree do you have like this, like this, like atmosphere. Uh, yeah. Because it's basically created its own um, gravitational pull. Mm. These two branches have their own They're ecosystems. They're so massive. They're so massive. And also just, you know, the magic of them. They have sure. this ecosystem that also is this atmosphere. It's a gravitational pull. They are self-contained, but you, but you can look beyond it and you can see at the edge of it. You can kind of see the, like the tinges of the darkness. So yeah. Closer to it, you can see just pure space. Yeah. And if you walk out there, that's part of why it's so hard to traverse because it's basically space travel because you have to you have to go over seemingly nothing or you go through the roots. Yeah. And, and maybe that's just so treacherous and difficult physically to, to pull off that it's just it's it, it's hard to do people don't do it as often but that visual of just staring out into the like you know much like a like a noir film just yeah like, oh the city this city like, oh this space planet. yeah as that's the- really really fun. i'm so i'm combining your two ideas right now and imagining i i like what you said about having the um Maybe there's a way. Maybe they've over time built a way to safely use the tree's roots yeah. to as a transit system. Yeah, you know the tree's so big that you can build a a a tunnel through it, or maybe there's an ant-like creature that they've tamed that can run through it. I don't know. Make it up. I don't care. I don't give a shit. But I now have this vision of a kid 
sort of like, again, in Arcane, when they're sitting, you know, when Vi and Jinx or, or Vi and Powder at that time are sitting on the ledge looking out at the rest of, of Piltover. Yeah. There's a kid sitting on a branch of, let's just call them, let's do two names for the trees. Do we want to just do Alpha and Beta? Yeah. Okay. So there's a kid sitting on the branch of Alpha. Oh, no. It should be Alpha and Omega. Alpha and Omega. Perfect. So there's a kid sitting on the on a on a on an actual branch of of Alpha. Yeah. Right? He's just sitting there kind of kicking his legs and he's got a ball. And he drops the ball. Okay? And then he just sits there for a while and he's thinking and there's some music playing in the background and he sees, you know, ships going by and people working and then all of a sudden, a good chunk of time later, the ball comes back. Just shoots right up to him. And he's playing catch with someone else who's sitting on the branch of Omega, and he's tossing it down like through the world. And that the, seems and the gravity really is hard. accelerating. Oh, I'm not I, <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is purely visual. Yeah, yeah. But it's just It's a cool visual. It's just accelerating because of yeah, the, the, gra- the, yeah, the gravitational that, like, The waves. gravity would be fucking wild depending on how this is working. Absolutely. I but didn't, th- I, that it, is kind of cool. more just it's more just or it, you if you wanted to hand wave it maybe it's someone maybe the gravity is just weird and he's at the top of the tree and someone's at the bottom of the tree and they're just still yeah. playing catch cuz the gravity's weird. Maybe he's not going through the entire fucking planet. Yeah. But that'd be really uh, it's so dangerous because then it'd just be like that ball if that hits anybody going through it's, it's like just a gonna, penny from the Empire State Building yeah it's just gonna oh shit yeah. I just lost a leg yeah Um, but but yeah I that, that visual of like a kid yeah. doing that I think that's pretty fun okay so now let's, let's let's make it less apocalyptic and let's make it a little bit more they are they have they have solved for the problem or they have stabilized the situation right. now they, you have they found neutrality or equilibrium. I mean. Yeah, e- equilibrium. Exactly. They have the two branches, and then they have made like it is a transit system through through the heart through the roots with like an actual like train. Mm-hmm. They they have developed a full transit system. They just have these two independent cities. The sap line. Yeah, that, that's nice. Uh, and they have created a system that just works with these two branches coexisting and then you mm-hmm. create that automatic tension that you have in something like arcane between the two cities or yeah. what you have in shadow moment where you have like that separation and yep. there's like a if that um transit is broken the, like the, the, everything's fucked yeah so it's um they're dependent on each other for resources trade and everything and if you break that then you also have this like irreparable political damage mm-hmm. there's in foundation in the show not in the books they don't do this in the books but in the show they they like terrorists attack a, the space elevator they have that goes all the way up into space and it just kills like like three million people because it, it falls yeah. onto the onto like the coruscant like you know that's cool. hyper populated city yep. planet and they call those megalopolis there's, a, there's an official like sci-fi term for it hive cities is kind of one uh, which yeah. I just learned uh, from Dami Lee, who's a great YouTuber. Everyone should look look, yeah. her, look her up. She's phenomenal, and it's inspired me multiple times in this podcast. Um, but like that created like an impetus for all of the shit. Like the Empire just starts wrecking everybody because yeah. it's you have destroyed this symbol of our civilization, right. killed a bunch of people, and done like a ton of damage to our commerce. And it's a little bit harder to do when you have the two branches and they're interdependent. But you do create this irreparable damage, and so you can have a story based around somebody trying to do that, mm-hmm. and you know, like the terrorist network that will destroy the sap line because whatever. But that that is such like a dastr- or disastrous consequence or a 
disastrous outcome and how do you stop it? You know, that could be kind of. That could be really fun. Yeah. Especially if you treated it like a. I'm trying to think of what a motivation, like a, a, a maybe misguided, but nominally good. You know, maybe they want to destroy the sap line because they think the sap line is just making us survivors or not it's, live, you know, or, they or that us, it's hurting the tree or it's hurting the tree, right? That, you know? that we have to destroy the sap line because we are preventing, we are stunting growth of the tree. Yeah. And so these are Judico terrorists as is, as is tradition Absolutely. here. Uh, and they, they think like, th- if we and, stopped building into and, the tree, the tree would heal the earth. And you know what? Let's make them correct. Let's say at the I center of the sap line. Some like some people saw what looks like a bud mm. of a new branch, right? That is that is running into the sap line, and the plan is for the branches to to trim the bud or to nip the bud, right? Uh, nip it in the bud, um, so that they can keep, keep the, the sap, sap line, line and keep everything moving. And, and because and, they think the sap line is more important for immediate survival, or they just think, oh, well, it's budding. That's great. It'll butt again. It'll just do it in a way that doesn't require us to mm. get rid of the sap line. We can't rebuild this. So maybe, you know, you create some nuance of they have, you know, we're dependent on this thing. I think it'll butt again, just in yeah. a way that is that, is, that doesn't ruin our civilization. Mm-hmm. Let's just let's just wait for that to happen. Yeah. So you, so you have a bit of both and you get that complication there. I like that. And I'm I'm if you build a world like that fleshing out the sap line a little bit there's such potential here again i went a little bit more sci-fi but there's such potential for if we if these trees are so big the photosynthesis that would be occurring at that scale like you could very easily have a solar panel technology or technology analog yeah yeah right or just solar panels or just straight solar panels but you could do that so that you could build a a modern civilization or something that has fully flesh and you don't even necessarily need magic but you can still have that clark's third law it's so advanced we've fully mastered the 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 natural technology the natural biology of this tree that it's magic that it's now magic and so we have jetpacks and flying around and laser guns and whatever it doesn't matter but it's it's the world is sort of pun intended blooming from or branching out from that tree (laughs) from that idea all right I like it. So yeah, big ass tree. Yeah. Alpha and Omega. Dope. What you got? Tell me about your, uh, I, why Why must I be afeard of yonder winds? So most big ass trees are big with the, they're wide with all the branches and this ecosystem that it creates. Yeah. I went up. Okay. I went up. And instead of making about, about a bunch of branches, I'm making it almost like Redwood-esque, but with like a pine pine situation needles there's not really so much branches it's that uh wispy branches at the top that you can't like sustain much Hmm. but it's covered in these giant needles pine needles so but it's so high up there like we're talking skyscraper or higher and it's like a thick trunk it's like like a big christmas tree no no because, like, I'm imagining it, it could be like a big Christmas tree, but the trunk is going so high up before the needles even start. I got and it. That's okay, in, yep. And no, that's important it. here. So there's, there's this, this huge thrust out of the ground where it's just bark. Half as, palm tree, as, half, half pine tree. Yeah, kind of like that. Got it. Um, and 
the wood is in, is impenetrable. Sure. It is like the toughest metal possible. So like it's not like you, like you could do anything to damage it. And you can't really climb it because it's so high and it's you know dangerous to attempt it. But the needles, this is why I'm saying where the wind, they don't hold on super tightly. They fall and they are, this tree is, is as hard as metal. So are these needles. If they, Dude. if they fall, they will kill you. If you get hit by one, they will destroy your house. If, if it hits one, and they are like five feet needles, six feet. These are like human size needles that are falling from this tree. Yeah. So when the wind comes and, and they're not necessarily heavy, so they can fly pretty decently. Yeah. They just have that toughness. Yeah. So um, they're just kind of, and, and, and when the wind catches them, they can kind of rip. They have an aerodynamism to them. Yeah. So they can go flying if you're below it and, and there isn't a ton of wind, they might just be falling uh, just uh, on a whim. But they become, one, a commodity because mm-hmm. they are really strong. They are good weapons. They're very lightweight. I imagine so, they're also what houses and buildings are made out of because they're probably the only thing that can protect people from maybe. the falling needles. Especially people who live nearby. But right. people try to move further away. And it might be more of uh, scavenging for these is, is a very dangerous profession, mm-hmm. but a really lucrative one. Mm-hmm. So because it's also... Hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about that. I think that's a really good point of how much are people using them to construct. And I would imagine probably a lot. No, but they, you'd have to, in, you'd have to like, you could have some some of them, but you'd have to integrate it with stuff because, sure. like I said, they're they fly. No, they fly, and it's also they're if they're if they fly and it's indestructible. Not they're, indestructible. They're just really tough. Strong. If they can fly I'd say, and they're very I, I'd tough. say the wood is nearly indestructible. Wo- I misunderstood. I thought no, you were I didn't, the whole thing. I didn't clarify. Okay. The wood is nearly indestructible. I'd say the needles are more destructible than that. Got it. But they are still very strong. Semi-destructible. So regardless, I still would imagine that the needles can protect against themselves. Probably, yeah. So if you could find a way, rendezvous style, thatched hut, roof style, to lash them together and create bundles, yeah. you could very yeah. easily and i think and that's what i was getting up with the scavenging thing these are very valuable so to yeah. do that is a sign of great wealth mm-hmm. great resourcefulness it is not not every building can be made can have a thatched roof of this right it's hard to achieve but it, but it but it is like the peak of what you want because it is safety so it might be there's um like a central building in in, in every town that that has a thatched roof of this yeah. that is uh if there's a huge storm, this is where you go. It's it it's a it's a shelter. So it it would be and but then like people are trying to acquire enough for their own roofs. But right. you'd be like, okay, we'll have a communal one that it, it, if there's a big storm, we can go there. Right. Um, but otherwise, you know, everyone's for themselves. But if you're you know roaming around or something, and there's an, all of a sudden a huge gust and one, some some come flying, you you got to really be on your toes and be ready to dodge because it's and they're moving quickly. And so, like, they're not killing people every day. No. But... I don't imagine they are. Because, you know, they're also probably decently easy to dodge in that they're not... I don't know how thick they are, but I'm thinking... I'm imagining that when they fly through the air, they the way they cut, they make a distinctive, like, whistling sound. Yeah. Or something so that you can hear them coming. Yeah. 
I'm, which I think is just great vibes. Oh, absolutely. I'm a little stuck. And all I'm doing right now is thinking of all of the different things that people would use or try to build out of these things. So yeah. you mentioned swords. We mentioned thatch, thatched roof. If they fly, right? If they can, you know, fly on currents of, of right? If the wind also, is strong. It's just because they're coming from so high up. But, but if they are light enough, then I... Could you make wings? <laughs> Could you? That's what I'm at. Like archangel style wings or maybe like a boat made out of them. Somehow where you could, if you got enough thrust and, and acceleration, could you get it up into the air? I am I can very easily see people trying to work on that. Yeah, I, I mean, that's a good point. It, it would be, and I'm going to leave that open-ended in the answer, but I think the idea that it is an inventor's uh, paradise, yeah. it, it is this, it would create lots of opportunity for ingenuity and it's a great patron for mm -hmm. like an rpg of i'm a inventor i need people to go i need you to venture in the, into the heart of the tree or somewhere else to acquire a bunch of needles for me yeah and potentially like the ecosystem around that is super dangerous too maybe there's other maybe there's like crazed animals that are really tough because they've evolved uh, -huh, uh yeah. to have to to withstand these and maybe maybe there are maybe there are animals that live in the tree that all that the, you know giant like rocks the bird that yeah. live in the tree and this is where they where, where they have their nests because it's the only tree big enough for them and they they get territorial if you get anywhere close to the tree so no one does i remember i just had a, a flashback there was when the steel in in the early generations of pokemon when the first steel type pokemon started being released mm -hmm. one of them was a steel bird and the the story of it was that it was a steel type because it used, I think it might have even used diamonds to make its nest. Yeah. And so it had to develop steel-like feathers. Yeah. And and coating to uh, survive its its own in its own nest. Yeah. And I thought that I remember being that's twelve cool. and being like, "That's awesome. That's yeah. super cool. Like, that, that it makes no sense, but it's super cool. That's very cool. And th but this is sort of like that, where you've got that. You could also, again, well, I always like to think of ant creepy crawlies up and down the tree. Well, and as I think about it, I'm like, yeah, all the, a lot of needles that are just falling would fall and just get stuck in the ground right beneath the tree. Mm -hmm. So the base of the tree would just be like a dragon horde's collection of the needles yeah so if you're a party of adventurers who's trying to come get collect these you just need to get to the base of the tree and then it's the question is what what is defending the tree and what doesn't want you to get close and it could be the tree itself it could be a, a giant steel bird it could be creepy crawlies that you know are coming around it could be a, some burrowing creature you know that lives around the tree or it could be just a giant hazard i don't know it could well, be the tree so itself i i in Florida, there are in Miami, where my folks live, there are a lot of palm trees and a lot of big trees like this. And what climbs these things? It's there are birds that live in them. Yeah. It's also lizards. Yeah. That are climbing them. So I imagine some sort of like you know scaly hided lizard type thing. Yeah, a dragon. <laughs> but maybe a but not a dragon that we'd normally. You could call them dragons. Like, but like a more like a, a worm. Like yeah, a pseudo dragon. Was it no? no um, whatever a wingless dragon is. But yeah, I want them to be distinct from the birds. Um, so number because then you could sort of have them be sticky 
and that's and, how they climb that's how they climb the tree and and they are all like they're like a giant horde of them that are all around the base because they, they don't climb all the way up they just climb a little bit up because they're collecting sap maybe yeah. that's what they feed off of right and then as you approach it's a whole horde of them turning and turning their eyes to you and then overwhelming you in, yeah. in number and it maybe it's they can only go so high because number one it gets too cold and they're they're cold-blooded so they freeze Mm-hmm. And they fall off, which happens in winter in Florida is like, watch out for falling iguanas. Okay. Because they do freeze and fall off the trees because they're die. Oh. It's crazy. Um, or maybe the tree is so high that it actually, the air itself starts to thin out. I don't think that. Okay. I That's... think it's I think it's also just logistically, how high do you want to climb a tree before you're like, I've gone high enough. I've gotten what I need. I, I will go back down to the ground. Sure. Um the other thing I like the lizards though because I can see lizards being all like quick and skittery. Yeah. If you've got at the base of the tree, it's almost going to be I'm imagining almost like in um oh my god. What was the Sleeping Beauty when Maleficent makes the thorns all around the castle? It sort of looks like that with all of the dead needles Mm -hmm. that have fallen but they're all made of the glass or the shiny metal material but they have lizards kind of climbing all over them and skittering about because they're fast and nimble and they can avoid the points i have a question though okay when we're talking about pine trees and we're seeing you know tree uh, trees like this that normally that exist in our world it's often a lot of the times the needles that are falling are dead yeah are these needles dead and if so how are they different when they're alive are they bendy are they flexible like i don't know know. yeah i think i think there's inherently well i guess we've been discussing it work in both flexible and inflexible terms Mm. and i'd imagine them more rigid and yeah it was more the, the thatched part Mm. That's where it becomes difficult. You'd have to treat them more like logs otherwise. Mm. Uh, and maybe that is more. It's like sure. where, where it's like a log where, you know, it is part of a tree. So these pine, these needles are rigid even after they're off the tree. Sure. Um, I think that would probably just make the most sense from a consistency perspective. Making them flexible would be difficult. Sure. Um, and then they are a little bit less like the needles you'd find on a tree in the real world because those are flexible. Yeah. But no, so, it was just a thought. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a good question. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's, yeah, I yeah. like that. Cool, yeah. Uh, well, that's that one. Do we want to move on to our lighting round here? Speed round. Um, Go. So I'm still sort of stuck. I was inspired by our idea of the giant moving end that had a big city on it from our forests episode. Yeah. But I didn't want to recreate that. Okay. So this is inspired by it. Very similarly, a gigantic tree, but it is a gigantic willow tree that is not rigid. It bends and flows. So if you are within a radius of the height of the tree, you got to be careful when it gets windy and stormy because the tree is going, it's not going to break. It's not going to fall over on you, but it will bend regularly. So it's a lot of dodging and ducking and and a hard place to live. The whomping willow. A bit. A little bit, yeah. But yeah. Let, not conscious, not alive. Yeah. Just accidentally a whomping willow. Okay, cool. Yeah. So yeah, that's it. Just very simple, a, a gigantic-ass uh, willow tree. Okay, That cool. bends in the wind. Yeah. My speed round is also not particularly complex. Um, I liked the idea of the traditional big-ass tree, 
but then put it like on a cliff yeah. on the coast okay and have it where the roots are exposed because the cliff is like you know there's like a big opening in that cliff there and you can see so there's like a whole city built in the roots that are going down to the water on the coast so you can see that the tree up top but then it's just uh like like a town or a city built into the roots and like around this cliff because it's giving extra something there extra support and it's so immovable because it's this magic big ass tree and then like down to the water you have like a like a harbor um high five okay that's a cool uh, idea um yeah so that that's that idea that's very cool I, that, 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 that was gonna be my my full idea but i was stuck i was like no i don't think there's a lot of exploration in that i think that one's just done yeah. so i was just like we'll just put in speed round yeah anyway well that's our speed round uh, let's figure out what stuck for us what yeah. stuck for you Kyle what stuck to your possible I think I think I really like the visual of the sap line mm. I think it's cool and I think this I, I, and I love the idea of the bud of of a new branch yeah. as a as a starting point for a story yeah i like um, that a lot but that, it, re- that but it very good. really because it's that visual of the, the roots meeting in the middle of the branches uh-huh. i think that's a really cool nexus to work from yeah um and then i like what we have for an idea of what comes after that yeah so. it's a great it's a great story beat too yeah 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 what's like for you um i really like thinking I'm still thinking of all the myriad of uses of of these, not, of these needles of these needles. I'm just I'm like it's like a it's like a porcupine society in my head, right? It's like a Why not? porcupine society, man. I just think it's so cool. Like I'm imagining rondevals made out of. I know we had just said that they maybe are. What's a rondeval? A rondeval is um, in sub-Saharan Africa. It's the the type of traditional uh, hut. Okay. That's yeah. that's round in shape. And I, know, I know the way you're talking it comes about. I into a compact. Yeah, no, it's called a rondeval. Um, I'm basically imagining a rondeval made of of clear diamond like needles. Um, I'm imagining. I am thinking of in, people. Just to be clear, around. in my example, I wasn't thinking they were diamond and clear. Uh, but you are. I, I am. Yeah. I don't know why. That's just where they are. That seems um, horrifying because then you you can't see them. No, but that's why you can hear them. That actually might be cooler. Yes. All I right. Know. Yeah. Um, but then I also like you've got people flying around on archangel like wings. You've maybe got a couple of, of boats made out of these things or maybe they're skiing. Oh, they're skiing in the air on them. Oh. That's awesome. If they're but then you get farther out away from the trees and maybe someone there's like a warlord in a village and he's a warlord or she's a warlord because they have a sword made out of a needle and no one can stop them from using it. Like it's just, I was thinking so it, or like they have a, they have their, their fortress is protected by a wall of these. It's just so cool. I I'm thinking very much about the sword that is out of the, the clear diamond like needle that people really can't see or just like a dagger. Yeah. It's very easy to be an assassin. If you can have a weapon that no one can see. Yep. Because then you can just sneak up behind people, just stab them. They cry out in pain, and you just like, what? what? I and, didn't do anything. And no one can, and especially because yeah. you can just easily kind of like hide it in, in your hand. Yeah. You know, maybe it's a little bit harder to hide than that. But yeah, it's that's a good note that I wish we had had, we had clarified when we were talking about it. Mm-hmm. But anyway, well, that's what stuck for us. Let us know what stuck for you. Emails in the show notes. Thanks Thank for you. listening. Goodbye. High five.